listening to the Keef to the City podcast. All right, the offseason has come to an end. Opening day is here. Uh, the 2016 Yankees season is set to begin on Monday in the Bronx the same way last season ended. Masahiro Tanaka against Dallas Keuchel at 105 on Monday in the Bronx to kick things off after uh, what seems like it's been an extra long offseason, not just because of the way last season ended, but the fact that we had to watch the Mets go all the way to the World Series and thankfully lose. Uh, but in the last few months, you know... It's it's sort of dragged on here now as we get to the nice weather. We get back to baseball. And joining me, as he always does at the start of every Yankees homestand, and uh, this is the first homestand of this season, is Bald Vinny, Vinny Milano from the right field Bleacher Creatures. You know him as the leader of Roll Call out there. Uh, you know him from the Bald Vinny House of Teas on River Avenue and on Twitter, at Bald Vinny. Vin, how's it going today? I'm good, Neil. How you doing, man? It certainly has been a very, very long winter. And, uh... There is no sure sign of spring to get all the uh, the pod, podcast requests. Uh, you know, everybody wanted to take on, a hot take on the Yankees. And I got to say, uh, I've turned a lot of them down this season. And you're one of the few people I will talk to just because of the history we've had together. Uh, we do talk a lot. I feel like you kind of know me and you kind of get where I come from. I feel like the people who tune in and listen to your podcast, especially with me on it, kind of know that as well. Um, so that's kind of why I pick up the phone tonight and, and hopefully we can kind of get some shit out and, uh, see, there I go again. Didn't even take five minutes, Neil. Uh, hopefully we get some stuff out in the open and kind of let everybody know what's going on with me and the House of Keys and, uh, what's going on for 2016. So, I mean, I guess we kind of finished, start where last year ended off. Um, you guys know I was getting some heat from the Players Association. Uh, that did not go away. <laughs> you know, as, mu- as much as you would like for them to disappear when you ignore them. Um, they had a lot of issues with my Aaron stuff. Uh, just to refresh everybody, um, I'm just, like I said, I assume most people know my story. If you don't, uh, just quickly, I don't work for the Yankees. Uh, I'm not a paid employee. In order to be there every day, I run a small t-shirt stand outside of Billy's Sports Bar, and I create original apparel, underline original, uh, things that I create and make up on my own. I don't use logos, copyrights, slogans, names, any nicknames I, I create myself and use. Um, and I've been doing so for many, many years. The only time I've ever really run into the Players Association is when something gets popular, um, like the Swisher Salute shirt. Uh, that was our first real brush. After that, we were pretty cool. Um, because Nick was nice enough to kind of go back to me and give me the permission to sell something that I created, which is something that needed to be done. Um, but last year, they started going in uh, hard after the A-Rise 3000 hit thing. Uh, nobody wanted to make a shirt for them, you know, and you know I am a huge, 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 huge A-Rise fan. Um, so I felt like there was kind of a, a, a lame thing and nobody wanted to do anything for him. Like Jeter had like 15 shirts, like <laughs> keychains, stickers. Like my mom, my mom had a vinyl sticker on her car. Like, I mean, come on. Like it, it, the DJ three K thing was ridiculous and nobody was doing anything for Alex. And I thought that was kind of shitty and I wanted to make a shirt and it definitely bent the lines a little. I mean, 
look, anybody who has a Facebook page, uh, if you are on Facebook and you have liked anything Yankees related, I'm sure if within your news feed you see many, many um, inauthentic, quote-unquote, bootleg Yankee shirts that use logos, particularly interlocking NY, whether it be player names, um, legit player likenesses, like a picture of their face. I don't use any of that stuff. I try to play by the rules, you know? Um, even that A-Rod shirt was kind of pushing it a little bit, but I bought the domain, arod3k.com, uh, which I still own. So technically that shirt was promoting my website. The guy on the front, although it was Alex, didn't really, wasn't identifiable as Alex. So there was like, like, there's a lot of gray area, but it was big enough that they didn't really like it. So that really caught the attention. Uh, we had some issues. There was some, I take everything off our website. We kind of thought we were well and good. And then I put out that Greg Bird shirt last year and got another season to Swissler. And I was like, wait a minute, is this a picture of a bird, a bird with a baseball and a number on it? Um, and it's the most asinine thing in the world. Uh, but they're making it very clear that they do not want me to do anything uh, related to any players. Being said, I became like, you know what my business is. I sell teachers and bleachy creatures. There's only a handful of those people. Um, those numbers have been dwindling over the years. They get less and less. And, you know, I try to expand my business by issuing more to market, more to do that, and make a reasonable player of power. You know? It's kind of silly, you know, that I can't really throw my business or I can't do that stuff. Uh, I mean, really, what am I going to go up there for? You know, like I said, I don't work for the team. I can't, I'm not going to go up there and roll call because I like it. I mean, I do love it. That's not even a question, but uh, I don't know. So, so there you go. What do you want to know from there? <laughs> well, I like that because we didn't. I didn't know how we were going to talk about it at the beginning, the middle, the end. But that's a, that was a serious monologue, and uh, from the top of the head. <laughs> well, like I said, dude, I haven't talked to anybody in a really long time. It's not like I haven't been thinking about this stuff. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of Yankee fans who ask me on a daily basis what the hell's going on, and I pretty much ignore everybody. Um, and I apologize if you're one of those people, um, but there's a lot of shit going on, and it, you know it kind of sucks. And like the sport that you love for your entire life uh, is giving you a hard time. Instead of working, with, that's the that's the worst part, you know. Like we could work together and do stuff or anything in any any capacity. There's like a million different ways to work together. Uh, but instead of doing that, they send legal people to threaten me. Uh, and I just don't have the wherewithal to fight it, man. You know, I, and the worst part is I'm right. You know, I have every right to sell what I sell. Um, I don't break any copyright laws. Like, my forgive shirt uh, has nothing to do with anybody's anything. It doesn't say anything about Yankees. It doesn't say anything about baseball. It's not even pinstripes. Every sport... Uh, every team, every sport, every league in the entire world has a number 13 on it. You can't tell me that that shirt relates to just Alex Rodriguez. Uh, but it, it's just kind of silly, you know, that instead of joining forces, I don't want to say that I do great things for the world of baseball. Like, I'm just a fan. I like to make noise. But clearly other fans enjoy making noise with me uh, and with the crew out in 203. And it's unfortunate that 
some silly greediness over copyright ownership uh, is kind of putting an end to that. So I have really no plans to be at opening day uh, inside the stadium. Uh, I'm going to try to open up the House of Tees. Uh, I have a regular job, so I will be at that. I will not be at the House of Tees, uh, and I have nothing new. I'm trying to sell off all old Kingdom Story. So if anybody's looking for any new stuff, sorry, MLB kind of put that to sleep, you know. Um, we've kind of touched on this once before, way back when the, that whole mustache fiasco went down. Um, unlike all these bloggers uh, and, and websites that do print on demand, where they farm their stuff out to places who only make the shirts and somebody actually places an order, uh, unlike those places, I have to carry inventory uh, because they do operate a regular website and they do have a point of sale at Yankee Stadium. So for me, it's a little different. I have to make a monetary investment, and I'm not making that investment if the players are so shit, they're busting my nuts every time I try to support my team. See, I thought because I know the the A Rod three K shirt, and I thought that um, it had not. I didn't know it. I didn't realize it had to do with the forgive shirt as well. Because, like you said, that doesn't you know resemble a player. It's just a word and letters and numbers. So I didn't know it had to do with that because I'm assuming that you know what the publicity got at the time he came out following the suspension is probably your best shirt ever. Yeah, I mean, it, w- it was my most successful thing. It got me the most media attention. I mean, I was on with the Pope, for Christ's sake. You know, it, it was it was awesome for me. Uh, and it, <laughs> I don't even want to go down this road, but, I mean, yeah, I got to talk to Alex a couple times about it. I mean, it never obviously never really went anywhere, because if it did, we wouldn't be having this conversation now. Uh, but, yeah, so obviously we never had that cup of coffee. Uh, and that really panned out, so... <laughs> whatever <laughs> you know I reached out to my contacts the people I had it's not, obviously I don't have Alex on speed dial you know I went through the people I have contact to and kind of hit that end goal winter long and after a while you just kind of like alright screw it it's over I uh, moved on to other things I got myself another another gig and and uh, yeah man it is what it is so so is this like um, uh, I sell everything, and then that's it for the house of teas. Or is this just a, a a as of right as of right now? Yeah, I mean, I have no plans to make anything new. Um, like I said, the bleacher thing has been uh, teetering for a while. I mean, you hear me talk about the attendance. We all know what goes on um, during the, during the year. You see me tweet photos of like empty seats, and I bitched about Saturdays and Sundays how I feel like I'm doing the goddamn thing by myself, and I'm just kind of tired of that shit. You know, I'm 40 years old. Like, my friends aren't sitting out there anymore. Those are the people I wanted to be with. Uh, and it's just kind of not fun, you know? And, and I know don't expect it to get any better, especially with all the crap that's gone on with the resale market this year over the winter with the paperless tickets and the whole StubHub thing. And, like, people didn't want to go before. You're not really encouraging people to come now. And now, like, uh, I, like I said, it just makes me, it, 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 I, I put me beside myself. To be honest with you, the last, like, months, as it's getting closer and closer, just thinking about baseball makes me incredibly nauseous. Like, I am bitter and miserable. <laughs> I don't, I just, I, 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 I'm not myself. Definitely not myself. Well, that's a terrible thing because, I mean, this is supposed to be, you know, one of the, if not the best day of the calendar year coming up. And, uh, to hear that you know things aren't going so well over there from a, a bleacher creature standpoint, from a house of tea standpoint, to hear nauseous go with opening day is sort of the the opposite of th- how things should be going right now. 
Well, you know, usually you make plans for opening day. I'm trying to plan my day to not be at opening day. You know, I need a distraction. Because, uh, like I said, I don't feel like there's anything missing anymore. Um, my business is pretty much, like I said, they're, they're shutting me down. They're, not, they're, they're cutting me at the knees. You know, the economy that is Yankee Stadium is only so much. I can only do so much at one spot. That's always been my problem. Uh, I can never grow past the corner of 161st Street River Avenue uh, with the Bleacher brand or with the original player apparel. And if you're cutting off half of that, which is a major reason of my income, you know, uh, it makes it really, really hard for me to survive up there. So, uh, unfortunately, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, you know. Uh, and honestly, the only reason that nobody's heard about the leadership before today is because I've been saying this for the last like, five years. You know, I've been trying to be done. I've been wanting to be done. I kind of don't want to be done. Uh, being involved in here is as much a part of me as it is a job or a business. Uh, so it, there's like an incredible internal struggle that I have going on. But uh, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it really, really, really sucks. And we should watch it this way, but it is what it is. And, you know, got to do what you got to do. So, until inventory kind of goes down or, you know, the first week or so goes by, um, we'll see what happens. But as of right now, I have really no plans to make any new material, new inventory. So, um, yeah, that's that. Well, I know hey, you mentioned earlier about the idea that there was so much for Jeter 3K and, and granted his uh, his history and his past and his legacy with the Yankees is certainly much greater and uh, more different, as you could say, than Alex's. But, uh to see the way this, the Yankees have sort of turned here going back from last year when, you know, the, there was rumors they were trying to avoid the contract, do everything they could to get out of it, um, told him that he might not even, you know, have a roster spot or make the team out of spring training, mm-hmm. and then he becomes, you know, sort of the fan favorite. And I think if you asked any Yankee fan right now, um, he would probably, you know, win any con- any poll or contest as to who is the, you know, the most liked Yankee most on this favorite? roster. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And, you know, what the real root of that is, there's all for themselves. You know, he came out last year, shut everybody up, did all the right things, said all the right things, and produced. You know, Yankee fans are all about what have you done to me lately? Everybody wanted to see this dude fail. How many times you hear you're going to hit a buck 89? Be lucky if you hit 20 home runs. Well, yeah, screw you. And that's why I love the dude, you know, and that's why I'll always support a guy like him because he goes out to prove people wrong. And I, that's awesome, you know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's like I said, I, I, in a way, I kind of feel like I'm bloating because I'm one of those dudes who was, like, down from day one, and there's a lot of dudes who feel like they're down from day one. And believe me, anybody who knows my history, don't let it say that I've always been an A-Rod fan. Everybody knows we had our history together uh, in the past. But since I had the opportunity to do a fundraising thing with him uh, during Hope Week in, like, 2010, maybe, uh we met for like three minutes. He completely changed my opinion on him and it made me go from a hater to a supporter. And ever since then, uh, I kind of felt like I, I was one of the few and there was a definitely lean time. And I was like, no, 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 no. But for real, he really is like a good dude. And, uh, no, you know, I kind of feel validated in a way. And now everybody's like on his jock. And I was like, see, you're told to so. <laughs> well, I do remember you had those uh, no clutch shirts back in the day. Right, no clutch, dude. I did that. I, that wasn't the only one. There were some that were worse than that. 
Um, yeah, because again, I, at that time I was, I was a business owner, just like I, I am now. For where the heat is, uh, dude, I sold those no clutch shirts outside of Fenway. I brought those things <laughs> up to Boston, right, in two thousand nine. Sold those things met with a vendor out there. Sold those things outside of Fenway for a weekend uh, because you know. Again, I got kids to pay. You know, I got a mortgage to pay. Uh, I don't, I don't get the free ride that you know some quote unquote other super fans get. Uh, it, it just doesn't happen that way in, in any way. Well, what I was going to uh, to allude to before is the idea that now the Yankees, you know, whether it's the problems with them and the and the licensing or the players association is is sort of how they've sort of flip flopped on a rod. And now, you know, if you, if you follow them online or on Twitter, or on Instagram, everything's always oh, about all Alex all, and, all day. Yeah, and and you know, just a few months ago, they're complaining about you know having to pay out these home run bonuses and and granted yep. they decided to do it to charity, but you would think that uh, you know everything's been uh, rainbows. And, and sunshine and butterflies since he's come to the team yeah. with the way they've handled it. And it's it's sort of a joke, and I feel like that's the way things have gone, and I understand the Yankees run a business, and that's part of the reason why the ticket exchange problems and StubHub and now the issues with Yes and Comcast and everything is, you know, about the dollar at the end of the day because baseball and the Yankees are both a business. But um, it's all started, and it all goes back to when this new stadium started, and it just seems like things have, have sort of gone downhill ever since. And I know a lot of people like to talk about the crowd noise, especially on uh, sports radio. People always call about, you know, it doesn't sound like the old stadium. And obviously that's never going to be the same and it never will be. But um, there is times when it still gets to that point. There was times in 09, certainly in that playoff run, where it was like that. And I would say, you know, that first inning last year. The was, first inning, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. It, it was, really, it was as loud as it's year been. encapsulated in that one inning. Uh, of real sheer excitement and, and where that place is absolutely rocking. But you, you're you 100% correct. I mean, there's, and there's, that reason is twofold of, of why that the new stadium isn't really like the old stadium. Number one is obviously the fans that were attracted. Uh, the quote-unquote quality of the fan that are seeing uh, chairman or CT or whatever his title is. Uh, I mean, the rest of us but, you know, the, the type of fan that they're trying to attract uh, and the type of fan that are passionate and make a lot of noise and get up with two strikes, uh, those are two different pieces. So that, that's number one of why the stadium is not good. Number two is we're not really, really been that good. <laughs> you know, there's really not a lot to get behind. You know, some of those dog days have been dog days, um, you know, where the summer is, is sparsely attended. Uh, especially in the bleachers, and I think that's one of the most telling things because if you're bitching about the ticket prices, the bleachers are the cheapest tickets around. You know, at 20 bucks uh, face value, even less on the secondary market, and everybody talks about the, the secondary market, even with Subhub or the ticket exchange, even with the ticket exchange, if you're paying 20 bucks, 20 bucks is cheaper than uh, like going to a concert, you know, or most movie tickets, you're going to see something in, in 3D in the city you're probably paying about 18 bucks. So, I mean, it's pretty comparable to go to a live sporting event for $20 and have a seat. Uh, and when those tickets aren't even sold, then you're like, all right, <laughs> you know, what's up? <laughs> Got to be something else to it. So, um, I think, like I said, I think there's two things. And uh, I don't really foresee those changing now. I mean, they're not really doing the things that you would want, that one would expect an organization in this position to be doing. Um, you know, the public relations side of it, you want to talk about, like, 
the A Rod stuff where you're making it all, uh, you know, you're farting sprinkles right now with, with the A Rod. But last year, they were airing dirty laundry out in public. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? So it's like you're airing dirty laundry and you realize it's a PR move, so you cover it up with all the Instagram stuff. So they know that this, that the launch off comments were a bad PR move. They know this Comcast thing is a bad PR move. Where are the rainbow sprinkle sparks? Like, what's up? Where are you covering up? How come you're not? Where's, where's the, where's the attrition for the fans? Like, the fans are not really seeing anything back. You know, it's not like you made any big moves aside from the one bullpen stuff, you know, which is turning out great. To, I, I hate to throw the brakes on it when I'm, when I'm ranting. Let's talk about Andrew Miller for a second, can we? Let's talk gamer about it. Or, gamer or what, dude? Well, it's Coming funny. out with a, with a, a chip wrist and like, screw that and play through that. I was like, oh, man, I got me fired up. Well, the, th- the thing with him as we take a little detour here is that it's funny how he was, you know, as good as you could have ever asked him to be last season, uh, you know, went seamlessly into that closer role, was awesome for the Yankees. You know, right. when aside from the time he's on the DL, he's probably the team MVP for the season. And... They screw and they tried to trade him in the off season. They okay. throw throw his name out in public. You know, oh, we're you know hearing offers for him, and and it just sort of took me by surprise because it's not like his contract's insane. It's not like he's did badly. It's not like his age right. is bad. Right. And right. and here he is, the guy who's willing to now pitch with a broken wrist, granted, broken wrist, not right. on his yeah, pitching yeah. hand, but you know, it's always these guys who the Yankees sort of you know. It's like they're willing to go take care of someone else's player, whether it's you know go pay Ellsbury instead of Cano or have the negotiations with Jeter in public. But uh, right. when a guy like Andrew Miller is giving them everything he's got and now wants to pitch with a broken wrist, and two months ago they're they're trying to hear trade offers for him, it just is it's pretty funny. Yes, I agree with you, and that's why I had to bring that up because I knew you would feel the exact same way that I do. That's why I'm talking to you tonight, Neil, and that's why I told everybody else. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, that's why that goes full circle. So I hate to break a chance. I'm sorry about that, but I knew I had to get to Andrew Miller. Super gamer, super tough. Love it. Have a great Andrew Miller, sir. Love it. Oh, completely. I, I when we signed him, I was working on something. I have a killer Andrew Miller shirt uh, that would sell like wildfire, but I can't. So Andrew will be playing for me. Oh my god, it's ridiculous at this point. Um, we, we, we talk about the, the the new stadium and the tickets and the attendance, and we talked about it a lot. But you know, you look at the Mets, and and we'll get to their to their run and, and the way that you know felt for Yankees fans. But now their ticket situation is they couldn't even fill their season ticket request because it's gotten out of hand. And now, granted, they're in a much different state because they've been bad for so long. They haven't won a World Series in in thirty years. You know, it will be this season. Um, and they hadn't been in the playoffs since 07. But even so, to go from, you know, as bad as they were in July to going on the World Series run to now probably having City Field full for most of this uh, coming season, and you look at the Yankees, and outside of 09, which was the first season in the new stadium, and I don't know yep. if that masked the issue that people were just going there because it was a new toy and a new thing to see, or it was yep. because the Yankees were so good, and they sort of went hand in hand. But since then, the stadium crowd has been pretty much the same and getting worse. And I don't even know that if the Yankees got good again, if it would ever get to the capacity it was seven years ago? Oh, that's tough. Um, the situation across town, obviously there is a very vast difference uh, in the fan between the two New York teams. And that's evident. Um, they are a much hungrier fan base. They are much more lively and passionate. That is clear and obvious. 
Uh, I'm not stating anything. I shouldn't be shocking anybody by saying that stuff. Yankee fan, but kind of passe. You know, I hate to say that we've kind of gotten used to winning, but that's kind of a thing for our generation, especially. We have seen very, very good baseball teams, and we want to keep seeing that. And when we don't, we get very frustrated very easily. Uh, and I don't blame anybody but good baseball. You know, we were, my generation spoiled, you know. Early late early mid nineties Yankee baseball towards the end of that end of that decade, uh, it was really phenomenal. That's stuff you don't see. You know, mini dynasty to live live through that and to me to be there for most of that stuff is like epic. You know, and my generation I feel is very spoiled, and that's the generation now that you know the parents and have kids and they want to bring their families to the stadium, and they're thinking back to their experiences. I, it is a lot long time ago. I mean, like the nineties were were quite some time ago. Um, even though they do seem like yesterday, but you think of those times and you're like, wow, man, it's so different. I don't want to bring my kids to this type of stadium. I wish I could go to the old place uh, where it was a little friendlier or you know it felt more like a family type thing. I feel like the new thing is very very cold. Um, you don't get that like. But they have sushi and steak and cheese. Oh, dude, and there's like a foot-long steak sandwich coming out of here. It's so dope. I mean, like, you can spend your whole time eating that. You don't even have to watch the game. Isn't that great? I mean, I, and again, that's the stuff, like, I don't get. There's obviously great aspects of the new stadium. There are a million things I love about it. Um, but there are a million things I hate about it. And a lot of things, mostly all of them, <laughs> are beyond my control. You know, the, the one that is within my control, uh, which is kind of trying to create a little bit of atmosphere and fun and, and some noise. Um, <laughs> well, with the team in this season, and I know you're usually Mr. Optimistic, and uh, especially early on in the season, and even as we as we get throughout until you know things might get dicey the way they did in 2013-14, but. For you, you know, this has been a very pessimistic start to this podcast. So now I'm looking for a, a little optimism out of you here for, for this team. I, I wish I had some, dude. I really don't. I'm not feeling very good in general about myself or my situation or the way things have started for me with this year. I don't really have a whole, whole lot of optimism. I've been kind of trying to avoid. I mean, I know I've been keeping up with the stories, obviously. I know what's going on. Um, you know, with the players and whatnot, but I'm not, like, watching games. I'm not just trying to kind of distance myself. I even really been considering deactivating Facebook for, like, a week uh, just because of trying to keep tagging me in, in posts and shit. <laughs> I, I just I just don't want to see it anymore. Uh, it's, like a, it's like the worst breakup ever that you don't want to break up. Like, I love being involved in it. I love doing the roll call. I love bleachers. I love spending my summers in the Bronx. Uh, but like I said, it's kind of like out of my hands at this point. Um, yeah, so sucks. <laughs> I wish I could be optimist and uh, be all super excited, but uh, I'm going to try to be selling liquor on Monday in Brooklyn um, and try to avoid some baseball and yeah, whatever happens, happens. So. You bring up your Facebook page, and I know from, you know, obviously being friends with you on Facebook, and, and whether it's through there, Instagram, or Twitter, um, because you have such a big following because of other Yankees fans who, who, who look to you as, as sort of the face of the bleachers, and you get some pretty, I don't know, wild or ridiculous, but some of the, the comments or the questions people ask you are, are pretty out there. Uh, yeah, it's really 
has always been part of the gig, I guess. Uh, but it, and that's why I always kind of pre-qualify things with like, I don't work for the A. You know? <laughs> people, people ask me a lot of things about like what to do with tickets, uh, how do I exchange this, like where do I go? I like I like to do tour guide stuff. Like you tell me, hey, you know, there if you make a stadium, where can I go drink before the game? They're like, oh, you got to go to Yankee Bar and Grill. They got twenty four ounce beers, ten bucks this year. Dude, you want to talk about a, a great plug? Yankee Bar and Grill. They have twenty four ounce beers only eight bucks this year. It's ridiculous. They do five dollar shots. That's where I'll send people. So people ask me those type of things. I'll send you those questions all day long. You're like, how do I get to? <laughs> no. People ask you for directions. Like, if I'm staying in Jersey, I'm like, go to Google, man. I'm not your tour guy. Uh, but, hey, you know, again, if you want to create a position for balls, then you have to feel those questions all day long. Uh, you know, but, yeah, that, that's not really my job. You know, I don't, I don't listen. <laughs> so, all you five folks, ask somebody else. And I feel like there's a lot of people on there that always say, uh, you know, they're always looking to take a picture with you. So, you must take... I, I can't even imagine how many pictures you take at, at a normal well, day home game. Can I tell you, so uh, uh, currently I sell liquor. I work for a craft spirits uh, distributor in Brooklyn. I walk like 900 miles with like a 50-pound bag every day. You got and, I got on the long, and I got on the Long Island Railroad the other day, uh, two nights ago, and I don't really great gentleman. I, I really did have a wonderful conversation with him. Uh, we are Facebook friends, and we both had a transfer to make that. He's like, hey, dude, do you mind taking a picture? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is the longest day ever. <laughs> and like, but it, it, in a way, it's the most flattering thing in the world, dude. I mean, who? I can't imagine that. I have nothing to do with anybody's anything, man. I don't, again, I don't work for the goddamn team. Why would you ever want to take pictures of me? Um, that stuff still blows my mind. Yankee fans, again. Uh, have been the most supportive of me. They're the only reasons I get to do what, what I get to do. They're the only reason I've been in business. And every year when I go through this shit at the beginning of every season of do I get to come back? Am I coming back? What the hell's going on? The only people who give a shit are the Yankee fans. So <laughs> that dude, whoever you are, your name is Peter. I don't remember your last name, but we had a great conversation all the way from uh, Atlantic Terminal. And in the beginning, like I said, I sat down. He's like, "You ball, Vinny." I wanted to be like, "No," we <laughs> <laughs> just want to say no. But we started a chat, and you know, he's he's a great Yankee fan. He's passionate about his team, and it's again, like, a way it kind of it's kind of inspiring. And I hate to sound ball because I mean, again, dude, it's baseball. You're a fan. If you want to cheer, you cheer. You want to make noise, you make noise. But in order to do that all the time, uh, you have to feel like you have a reason to do so. And my reason's kind of lacking right now. And that's the hard part. You know, when Yankee fans and people are like, I can't wait to go to open day and roll call up all day, tag on Facebook and get 8 bazillion notifications. And I'm like, oh, God, I want to shoot myself in the head. You know, like, I, I, I just, it's, it's just overwhelming at times. Um, the differentiation between me as a person and Baldini as a person. Well, it's good that, uh, you know, the Players Association, it's not like they've used you guys in, in MLB the show for the audio and right. the background or, of course. or on of their course. majestic well, t-shirts. As I said, there's many, many ways to um, to get everybody's needs uh, in this whole situation. They have plenty of options. 
in order to, again, satisfy what, what I need in order to survive as a human being, as a father, as a homeowner, as a husband, uh, and as a fan. And there's plenty of things. Obviously, they have plenty of things. You know, they have plenty of money. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, there's, there's many, many avenues. You know, you've, you've seen it in, when uh, Peter's last game uh, well, we, we talked about this. We, we mentioned this on a podcast. Look it up in, in the archives, folks. Uh, we talked about that home run during Peter's roll call, his last roll call. You know why? It's because Majestic made a Darren Peter final roll call shirt. That's the that's karma gods right there. That's people saying, oh, wait, <laughs> you want to make money off this? Well, you're not even coming to guy in who does the goddamn thing. Well, fuck you. Here's your home run in the, in the middle of your thing. So now we ruined it. That's how karma works. That's how life works. That's how, like, the world... Nobody notices that but me, of course, because this is my life. This is what I do with my business and, you know, be taken from my pocket. Of course, I'm going to... No. That, that, that whole home run, I was like, that was because you made those shirts. That, that's why that happened. <laughs> well, here I am, you know, looking to ask you how, you know, the syllables and Starling Castro are going to go and everything, and you're not even going to be there to do it. Oops. I'm sure it'll happen. It'll definitely happen. You know, Yankee things know it'll happen. Um, it'll probably be my good friend Mark who showed it to me uh, a couple of two years ago when I couldn't make that big day because of the other stupid job I had. Um, yeah, it'll go on. Will it go on every day as planned all the time? Who knows? Um, I don't know. You know, I think being a consistent there, that's how it works because I work there. You know, and that was really the beauty of the whole thing. I always say, uh, I work on River Avenue and do a roll call like my lunch break. You know, I take a break and selling t-shirts. I go to sign my stream for a little while, uh, and then I go back and sell t-shirts. That's the real reason I'm in the Bronx. That's the real reason I go there. Um, so without one, like, you really don't have the other. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Selling cash on four syllables. I'm sure it's pretty, uh, pretty obvious what they'll do. Um, they're just issue with me. Well, so for, does this mean, you know, not watching the games, not going to the games? I mean, is this, is this just, you're doing cold Turkey? Actually, <laughs> I really don't know. And I, 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 I have a ticket for opening day. I kept my ticket. Obviously I still have my ticket plan. Um, because I ran off my taxes and I really don't give a shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I kept my ticket and whatever I choose to do on Monday, I like I said, I, these are going to open, so I'm sure at some point, maybe at the end of the day, I'll go out there and kind of, you know, wrap up the end of the day. Uh, but as far as the first week or after the first week, I wouldn't really expect to see me a whole hell of a lot. Um, and who knows, dude, it's four, there's four days. Everything can happen in four days. I mean, who knows? But uh, I, I don't really foresee a white knight coming and saving my whole baseball season at this point. Um well, instead of talking about the Yankees, let's talk about the Mets and their and their run. Because I know we've talked in the past, and you know you have your neighbor who's the Mets fan who you always talk about, you know, busting his balls and stuff. So for the first time in what seems like forever, things sort of went the other way this past off season. Well, I think uh, every Yankee fan can relate to the tremendous sigh of relief we all felt when the Mets actually lost the World Series. I mean, had that gone the other way. Uh, this winter would have, instead of being like six months, it would have been like 60 months, man. It would have been the absolute worst. Uh, <laughs> you, you always take solace in the heartbreak, I guess. Uh, that was something we always, you know, like, all right, you, you might have beaten us, but in the end, you still didn't get that big prize. So, ha ha, we still win, in a way. 
Um, I guess that's kind of the attitude of Yankee fans, but, you know, we go back to our conversation about Yankee fans, like, being four Mets fans or, like, rooting for the Mets or supporting Mets because they were in the postseason. Uh, anybody who did that, your card has been revoked. You're no longer <laughs> welcome. Uh, sorry, you can find your tickets available on the Yankee Ticket Exchange and you're more than welcome to sit there. Yeah, I think he kind of lost there. <laughs> well, I agree. I think the, this offseason would have been horrible. It would have certainly changed the dynamic because there's enough people who like to talk about if it's the Yankees' town and the Mets, can they take it back from the Yankees? Sort of like the same thing with that's gone on with the Giants and the Jets in recent years. So sure. hopefully things sort of uh, you know get back on track this season. Hopefully the Yankees you know rebound and give us more than just uh, three hours of playoff baseball and three hits and no runs. And hopefully the Mets sure. sort of revert back to what they should have been, and maybe the Nationals will actually play up to their abilities this year so we don't have to see the Mets again this postseason. But, um, you know, we've got a full season ahead of us. Like you said, still a few days here before Monday, so things can change. Maybe things can change for you. Maybe you you make it up there and, and not just to close up and, and uh, you know, cash out the House of Tees for the day, but maybe make it inside the stadium because, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a sad sort of note to hear that the, the House of Tees, which – you know, like you said, as, as retirement has knocked on the door a few times before, but this is sort of the biggest knock you've had yet. Yeah. Uh, in the past, it's been uh, more of a what it not, I guess. So, for lack of a better, uh, but I kind of feel like my hands need to force this particular time, and that's the kind of sucky part about it. Uh, I mean, I hate being Debbie Downer. I feel like this whole, whole conversation has been a, a, a downer, but um, I mean, if some people want to know, I guess, people are going to ask it. So if anybody has any other questions at this point, actually, I really don't know what else to tell you. Um, I'm kind of hoping that we have some great listener out there who also very high position, who knows somebody, who knows somebody, who wants to talk to you about something. Um, because, like I said, over the last 15 or 20 years, those conversations have been few and far between. And I don't really, like, let's put this out there, number one, it's, this is not a thing with the Yankees. Like, the Yankees have been pretty pretty good to me over the years. Um, you know, we've been involved in a lot of charity stuff. We've had a very borderline tenuous relationship in the beginning, and it's improved a bazillion percent over the years. So this is not really the Yankees thing. This is like a baseball player association uh, like, those are the guys who own the trademarks. Like, the Yankees don't own their own logos. All that stuff is owned by Major League Baseball and the Players Association. Uh, so, like, in a way, their hands are tied, but in a way, their hands are completely not tied. Um, so, let's just make that clear. that They're not the ones who are doing any of this stuff. Um, the Yankees have always been... Um, like I said, I don't want to say it's supportive, because if they were supportive, again, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, but they haven't really been protesting. They haven't impeded anything uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they just haven't helped at all. <laughs> so, so that's that. Well, I did see that your your good buddy Nick Swisher is uh, got waived the other day, so he's released. He's got no team, so maybe <laughs> maybe uh, you know people are talking about the idea of bringing him back, which oh, uh, obviously... Uh, I think the only way that he should be back is if he wants the man to eat a couple of days. That's what I was going to um, say. Maybe he could come help you out. <laughs> Yeah, he can help set up on Monday. Be there at night, help you in, because, you know, he's got to jump in and everything. 
it's good to talk to you. And I know uh, you know the next home stand is uh, not for a couple weeks, so they three games at home, which makes no sense to play in New York the first three games of the season with the weather that's expected this week. And then they go to Detroit, which is even worse. And then finally to a dome up in Toronto before they head back home for that uh, that second home stand, or actually really the first home stand, because I don't know if you call three games a home stand. But they play Seattle there, and they've got Oakland and the Rays for a nine-game home stand. So. All right, Vin. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, you know, hope things turn around here. Hope to see you up there this week, and uh, you know, hope the Yankees can, uh, you know, maybe they'll get off to a hot start and change your and change your mood and, and your business and your fortune. All right, well, man, thanks a lot, dude. I always appreciate the support. Thank you very much for always having me on. Uh, yeah, let's go Yanks.